Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning Bechukhoisai Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Parshas Bechukhoisai. Our Aliyah is seven Psukim long, running from Perekhov Zayim, Pasuk Chof Beis to Chof Ches. The main topic of our Aliyah is the Stei Achuza, the bought field. Let's take a look at it and try to understand what's going on. We're told that if a person is dedicating, we're in the section now of dedicating things to the base of Mingdash, a person dedicates a field that they bought. Not a steachuza, which is a field which is inherited, but a field that they acquired. They make it Kodesh, they make it holy to Hashem. Then the, the assessment is done for the amount of years left to the Yovel, much like the steachuza. However, on the day, the year of the Yovel, the field will return to the person who it originated from. We then hear a few other details in the Aliyah, that the Shekel HaKodesh, the holy Shekel, which is being used, in this parish of all the redemptions is now being set and it's the one that is Esrim Geira Yeah Shekel. It's the one that is at the Esrim Geira. Remember there were different shekels, different amounts throughout history. So the Torah, the Torah is describing what the shekel actually is. It's giving us the objective standard. We then hear Ach Bechor Hashem. If there is a firstborn which belongs to Hashem. And then, in the, among the animals, you cannot make it hectic, you cannot make that firstborn holy, that's because it already is holy, it belongs to the Kohanim, so you can't double dip your deductions by giving that to the base of Migdash. If it is a behemoth tamea, if it's an impure animal, ufoda be'er kecha, it is redeemed based on its value with an extra fifth added as well. And finally, at the end of the Aliyah, we hear about this notion called cherem, kol cherem asher yachrim Hashem, the person will make a cherem for everything that belongs to them. May Adam ubehema from whether it be your property, whether it be your animals, whether it be even somebody in your household. Lo yimacher, it cannot be sold. Lo yigoel, it cannot be redeemed. It is kodesh kodashem laHashem. It is always holy to Hashem. So let's just take a look at some of the basic ideas to appreciate over here. Number one is what is the difference between a stay achuza and a stay mikna. The previous Aliyah talked about the, the ancestral homeland which is being dedicated in our Aliyah. We talk about the stay in Mikna, the one which one bought, which donated to, one donated to Hashem. Rashi points out that it's very simple. If I buy a field from somebody else and then I dedicate it to Hektesh, truth be told, I don't really own that property for a per- per- perpetuity because I only own it to the, to own it to the Yovel. So I'm only dedicating it till, till the Yovel. And that means to say the redemption process is the same. So if I choose to redeem it, it's the same value as the valuations were given in the previous aliyah per based on the um, number of years left to Yovel and the amount of body it could produce per acreage. Um, however, what is different is that if the Yovel arrives and has not been redeemed, it will go back not to me, the seller, but to the person I bought it from originally, the one who owned the land. Um, as well. And that's that's as opposed to a steachuza, a ancestral land, which if not redeemed, goes to the Kohanim. Why is, why in this case, you'll notice there is no Chomesh. When redeeming a stay mikne, a field which was bought, one does not add an extra fifth onto it. Rav Hirsch points out because that this field that was bought, you don't really own. You only own the amount of harvests until the Yovel. So when you're dedicating, you're not as, it's not as if you really are giving the territory, the actual land itself to the base of Mikdash. That being the case, um, the redemption process is also going to be simpler um, and therefore does not require an extra additional Chomesh as opposed to if I'm dedicating my own ancestral territory. Rav Soloveitchik points out that you notice something very important over here and that is that there is a very deep connection, a, a deep standing connection between a person and their Steachuza, their ancestral territory, as opposed to a Steimikneh. 
Estate Mikneh is something which I buy. I dedicate it to Hektesh. It's an unlimited, a limited loan to me in a certain sense. It's a limited lease. I give it to Hektesh. It's not really as if I gave it to Hektesh fully, so there's no extra Chomesh added on. There's no redemption fifth added on. It's not, it does, it will return to the original owner after 50 years. It really isn't a full, a, a full dedication. Why? The reason is, is because it was never really mine. I don't really have so much of a connection to it. However, when it comes to a steachuza, something which is my ancestral land, it's, it belongs to my family, it's my context, I have a responsibility to redeem that. I have the expectation that I need to spend money and I need to pay extra in order to get it back because psychologically, it's not easy to part with. It belongs to who I am. This is why it is, if you go to Melachim um, Aleph, Perikhov Aleph, the whole very sad story of the vineyard of Navois in Israel. Navois was the next door neighbor to the king's palace, Achav and, Yiz- and uh, Izevel. Isabel decided she wanted to annex his farm, so she asked her husband to, or she made her husband go and beg for it and try to buy it. He refused to buy it, and so therefore she set up a pretext and false charges, got Navos killed, and reacquisitioned his land. The reason he wouldn't part with it is because he says, it is my steachose, it, it belongs to my fathers. He's not willing to, to part with it because our land, where we come from, our sense of being is deeply connected to that experience itself. And that's really really what it comes down to. If we t- transpose that upwards, HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls B'nai Yisrael his Nachla, his inheritance. Hashem not only will not let the nation, the land of Israel, but also the land of Israel, Hashem is deeply connected and will always redeem us, even in times of trouble as well. Just a few, another question on the, towards the end of the Aliyah, what is the case of dedicating a behemah to me, an impure animal? So Ibn Ezra says enigmatically that it refers to like the previous Pasuk which was talking about dedicating or not dedicating a firstborn. This is if a person will dedicate their firstborn donkey which also has a degree of holiness which is redeemed upon a seh, on a lamb. In this case it's referring to giving that lamb and redeeming the, the value of the donkey as well. However Rashi says that's clearly not the, what's going on over here. You can't dedicate an impure animal. Um, it's not referring to a bukhar. It's referring to just regularly, if a person owns a giraffe and they say this giraffe belongs to the Beis Amikdash, the Beis Amikdash can't, you know, shecht all it, perhaps a giraffe might be a bad example, but perhaps let's say a person has an elephant or a rhinoceros and they say, I'm going to dedicate this to the Beis Amikdash, obviously the Beis Amikdash has no interest in those types of animals, but the value is what is important, so the coin will make an assessment and that value will be what goes to the Beis Amikdash, and that's what's being described over here. Finally, Aliyah concludes with the notion of this cherem business. What does a cherem do? Where does it go to? What does it mean? So Rashi explains a cherem is another type of dedication to the holy. However, it's it's slightly different um, in the in the sense that there are different types of cheremim. One type of cherem goes to the base Migdash fund, the Beda Kabayas. The other goes to the Kohanim. It actually belongs to the Kohanim. Which is the default, Rashi says, is a machloikes in the Sifra and in the Gemorian Erechim Dav Chavches, as to which is the default. So if a person says, this animal is a cherem, does he mean to say that he's giving it to the Beis Amikdash by default, and has to explain that it's the Kohanim as the, as the exception, or is it going to the, the Kohanim as the default, and is the Beis Amikdash as the exception case? That's a matter of debate, and that will affect the way that we read these Pesukim as to what cherem we are talking about over here. In the next aliyah, we'll talk about some of the other ramifications of cherem as the concept is expanded in greater detail. With this, we conclude the aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.